we are live. Yeah, we're starting a little early today. We are, unfortunately. I, Preacher's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try and uh, get through this as quick as I can. Uh, praise the Lord will let me. And uh, But tonight, uh, we have a, a really interesting topic. And we're going to start with a song that goes right along with our topic tonight. Amen. That's the topic we're going to be talking about tonight. Recently, we had a uh, rather in-depth discussion in Sunday school uh, in regards to fear and, and anxiety and things of that nature. So uh, let's take a look into that, shall we? You know, brother, I was really surprised at the number of people that suffer from anxiety because of some kind of a fear phobia. Mm -hmm. You know, you know I've, I've heard of some folks being afraid of snakes and spiders or being alone in the dark. 
but I didn't know it was so pre uh, prevalent um, among God's people. Uh, for others, it's crowds or riding in an airplane, but every one of them end up in, in anxiety. I was looked up some of the statistics on them things from ADAA, that's the, the Anxiety Depression Association of America. Uh, they claim that 19 million adults experience specific phobias, making it the most common anxiety disorder in America. Uh, it said anxiety itself affects about 1 in 13 people, or 7.3% uh, percent of the people in the world. In the U.S., it's 40 million adults, or 18.1% of the population each year. I found that a little strange. Mm. Uh, anxiety disorders develop uh, from a number of, of factors, including uh, genetics, uh, brain chemistry, uh, personality, and uh, uh, life events. You know, uh, about half the time, anxiety results in depression as well. And, and fear is a normal experience and is healthy in some instances because it helps protect us from danger. And uh, no one could survive very long in, our, in a world without fear. Why? Because it, it, it warns us of danger uh, and it, 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 it warns us of the consequences of doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, but when it becomes so frequent in our lives and, and persistent, it, it starts to become a problem. Uh, and for some, a very big problem. Yeah, you know, brother, I'm not afraid of snakes. Yeah, as a rule, I, I mean, if I run across one, you know, they'll startle me uh, until I see what it is or what kind of snake it is. Uh, but just because I'm not afraid of snakes uh, doesn't mean that I go around playing rattlesnakes because, brother, that just ain't healthy. Oh, come on. Moses picked up a snake because God told him to. Yeah, he ran the other way. Remember, <laughs> he took off running. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've talked with uh, some of our members about their anxiety, and, and I'm, be, I'm being told some things that really, really surprise me. Uh, it says that it can come on them at any time. Yeah. Uh, and, and when it does, it, it just overwhelms them. Uh, they, they can have these strong fears about uh, anything and everything. And the more they think about it, the worse it gets. They tell me that they can't control it and that they even get dizzy or short of breath sometimes. Uh, and it appears that uh, nighttime is particularly a bad time uh, as well as when they're alone. With fear and anxiety so common, uh, we felt uh, that we should see what the Bible says about it and share it with you, our listeners. Now, fear is defined by the dictionary as an unpleasant feeling uh, that is triggered by the perception of danger and it doesn't matter whether it's real or if it's imagined. Yeah, just a perception. When, when fear rages uncontrolled, it can cause a number of health problems. Things that you wouldn't even think would be related to it, uh, including sleepless nights. And, well, I can understand that one, you know. But uh, And as well as depression, I can understand that. But, but heart damage mm -hmm. uh, and, and that it weakens your immune system. Uh, they say it, it can even cause a loss of memory. Mm -hmm. And, you know, healthy fear warns you of real-life danger. In fact, it, it sets in motion your survival instincts. We call it fight or flight. Yeah. And oftentimes it can be a really good thing. Uh, it gets that adrenaline pumping. But uh, unhealthy fear is very dangerous to your health and well-being. Yeah, you know, the Bible says uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be careful or anxious for nothing. 
Uh, God shouldn't find us fretting, uh, wringing our hands, or worrying about anything. Not as not as child of God, we shouldn't be. Uh, to do so reveals a lack of trust in, in God's providential care. Uh, I don't think God is talking about a chemical uh, imbalance here, though. Uh, but if your flesh allowed you to trust him, uh, it would cure uh, it would cure even the toughest cases as well. Uh, our weapon in either case uh, is prayer. And God says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, says, be careful for nothing, but, on, uh, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Mm. The secret of being freed um, from all fretting, every all feverish anxiety, and uh, is being able to give all of your troubles to God in prayer. And brother, you know the reason you can't is 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 the inability to overcome the flesh. Now mm -hmm. God has given us all the tools to do that with. Oh yeah. Uh, we just we just don't use them, or, or we're not persistent enough with them. Uh, anxiety and prayer uh, are so far removed from uh, each other. It's it's kind of like fire and water. If the flesh uh, was the problem, it would be a, a hard problem to overcome, but it would still be possible. Uh, it would be much like an addiction. It's hard to overcome an addiction, but it's, it's, it's possible with the right kind of help and with God uh, help, uh, intervening in your life. The real problem is, is that many folks have put their fear and their anxiety down in their spirit, along with what the Holy Spirit put down in there, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, it, it makes you a, a makes the, 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 them the, the part of who you are. Uh, as a matter of fact, you, it becomes who you are. Anything you put in your spirit uh, becomes a part of you. Mm -hmm. Things in your spirit are where only you can control them. Nothing, nobody else can get to them things. If you've got them things down in your spirit, you're in control. Can't nobody else reach them. Uh, poverty can't reach them. Grief, sorrow, uh, or a, or a number of things. Uh, can steal them, including fear, anxiety, and depression, when you let it, mm -hmm. because you That's control right. it. So it's only reasonable for me to conclude that if you control them, then you can also let go of them uh, and allow the fruit of the Spirit to operate there instead. Yeah. Unfortunately, some folks do have a chemical imbalance uh, in, in their mind, and that makes that a very hard task. Yeah, but most folks... Uh, brother, most folks uh, do have that ability to overcome their fears and let them go. Uh, and those who, who don't uh, should ask for God uh, in prayer for deliverance from them. Mm -hmm. uh, Philippians 4, 7 says, uh, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Man, and notice that peace, that peace that passes all understanding, it says. Uh, God's peace is a peace that comes from God and goes to your spirit, and you have control of it, brother. Yeah, you know, if you're born again, uh, you you already have that peace down in your inner man, along with the other fruits of the spirit. That's right. Uh, and if you don't feel like you have peace, uh, it's certainly not because uh, it's not a part of, of who you are, because God has given that to you. Uh, more than likely, you put fear down in your spirit, uh, beside it, and pushed it out of production. John 14, 27 uh, says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said, uh, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, that God has given that to you, uh, he's given you that peace, and if it's not operating, 
Why not? Where did it go? Well, I mean, if you have control of it, uh, the answer must be that you're hindering its operation somehow. So you need to take charge and, man, push that fear out and let peace reign instead. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're one of these that, that have a problem with fear, uh, it, it's because you've allowed it to come down into your spirit. You've invited that in somehow, some way, at some point in your life, and you've allowed it to become a part of who you are. And, and probably, for most folks, it's probably before they got saved. Mm. Uh, you see, brother, you control the thing down in your spirit. That's right. You can allow the fruit of the spirit to operate, or you can shut it down. Most certainly, most certainly. And sometimes there's a, a chemical imbalance in your mind, and it causes depression, anxiety, and other stuff. And so often this has been given as a reason for not allowing the physical body to grab onto the spiritual concept that is given by Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. You know, you can go to a doctor and they'll, and they'll prescribe uh, something uh, for you to help you with it, uh, but that's only a short-term solution. It, it's not in the best interest of farmers, you know, uh, pharmacies, you know, uh, to provide cures. If they right. provide cures, they can't sell pills, and they sell pills for a business to make a living. So they're not apt to... Uh, uh, give you anything that's going to cure it. Mm -hmm. Rather, they, they soon give you something to just keep on stringing it out. So, while providing this short-term solution with medicine, I would recommend real strong that, that, a, that a person would, would search for a permanent one through prayer uh, and meditate on God's Word. <clears throat> Amen. In fact, Brother God's peace, it says that it passes all understanding. That means it's beyond our realm of comprehension. And it's unique to those that have put their faith and trust in him or else or otherwise the family of God. Amen. And it's so powerful, brother, so powerful that unless you have let it go, and I'm talking about the peace that passes all understanding, unless you excuse me, personally have let it go uh, or refuse to let it operate, uh, if you don't do that, it'll do what it's supposed to. And it's supposed to keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. I didn't look that word keep up, brother, but I bet that's a strong word. Very strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you grab on to God's peace, folks, uh, the, you know, that's down in your spirit, what God put there, uh, there can't nothing shake it loose. Uh, it will protect you from life's anxieties. Uh, it'll guide you in your decisions. It will re remove the fears of life and of living because it can't operate in you at the same time fear does. Mm. And well, I think, you know, we'd be, uh, it would help us immensely. If we were to focus more on God in His service, and a little less on ourselves and our, and our own problems, uh, you see, by by connect by focusing and connecting with 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 a mission greater than ourselves, uh, it focuses our attention away from our own problems uh, and and the things that stress us out. Uh, we are by nature very selfish folks. We we tend to focus on money and prestige, uh, popularity, achievements, or, or property, mm. especially money and property, you know, all of which are forms of self-glorification. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that no amount of any of this is enough to truly satisfy the flesh. And that's what creates anxiety and depression and fear. Yeah. So focusing our attention on truth, <clears throat> honesty, things which are just, pure, lovely, uh, virtuous, and all, that's on the outside. And then focusing on what we already got down in our spirit, brother. 
love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, and temperance produced by the Holy Spirit that moment on the inside when we accepted Christ. Down in your spirit. That's right. You know, uh, and, and this will eventually, when you couple that with, with prayer, brother, will bring you to a place uh, where both anxiety and, and fear uh, can be, be healed and can be eliminated That's right. from, from your life. Uh, there's a great benefit to that term that, that you hear, you know, let go and let God. Uh, but it but it has to happen a little bit at a time, uh, because our fleshly our fleshly mind uh, hinders us uh, from doing so all at once. Uh, if, if you don't believe that uh, this this evening, uh, then a good place to start would be to change your attitude and your mindset about it. When you put uh, this Bible principle into practice, and you put it down in your spirit, uh, it will result in that peace that passes all understanding. Mm. And you know, brother, in turn, it'll also bring you closer to God, and you will be more sensitive to His guidance, uh, more grateful for His blessings, because you'll realize them more and more, and you'll notice the divine protection, uh, which, whenever you realize all that together, brother, brings about peace, knowing that God's in control. And folks, as children of God, we are not destined to live a life of fear, uh, of anxiety, of depression, but instead... As the scripture says, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but instead of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. You know, we already uh, have seen where, where God has not given us the spirit of fear. Uh, so uh, it must come somewhere else. That's right. Uh, it may have been inherited uh, or learned as a child. But I'm, I'm telling you this, brother, in any event, it didn't come from God. Uh, even though the devil can't force it upon you if you're born again. Mm -hmm. He sure does capitalize on it to, to hinder the believer from performing the great commission that God has given to the church. Uh, I would say probably of all the tools in, in the devil's tool chest, uh, fear may be uh, his greatest. Oh, well, sir. And by the way, probably his most worn out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, he's used right. it a lot, you know. Uh, fear can cause every fruit of the Spirit to cease production when it comes to the front of uh, of your spirit. And brother, that's because fear neutralizes or inhibits growth of that spiritual fruit. Yeah, in yeah. fact, we're going to look real quick in Galatians 5 and 22 at what the fruits of the spirit are. And we're going to go in order, okay? So our first one is love. And so now, when fear is introduced into love, brother, it begets questions like, well, do they really love me? Or statements like, I'm not worthy of love. And brother, in a marriage, it can bring questions such as, well, if he or she is not at home, with me, then are they cheating? Yeah. You know, it, it, insecurity, low self-esteem, jealousy, all this is bred out of fear of love. Yeah. In fact, people who live together, uh, and what I mean by that is people who have a, a sexual relationship outside of marriage and are living together, they're afraid to commit that love to one individual for a lifetime. So it's not much of a relationship at all, is it? That's right. Like we said last time, one man, one woman, one lifetime. Yeah. So what? what and so what's a, what? What good is a relationship without a commitment? Right. And it will keep you from loving your husband or your wife the way you ought to, brother. It'll even keep you from loving friends, family, and neighbors the way you ought to. You know, it, it can, uh, brother. It, it can stop love right dead in its tracks. That's uh, about it, because it creates doubt, man. That's a that's a tool of the devil. Uh, it creates doubt about the love of God, about the love of friends, or, or 
or in the case you re you, you you said there, in in the case of your spouse, mm -hmm. uh, it causes you to, to think about all kinds of scenarios about your partner until uh, you lash out in these these groundless accusations, putting a, a severe strain on your relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, the, your, your, when you when you do that, your spouse is wondering where in the world is it coming from, you know. But I've had people in, in the church tell me, yet, yet they keep it under control. Most of our folks that had this has learned to keep it in check where it don't run wild, but it's still there. Uh, and they tell me that, that, that they'll lay there at night and, and they'll, they'll, they'll think of all these scenarios that goes on that, that could happen. And then the more you think about it, the more real they become. And pretty soon you, you get to the place to where uh, you, you believe it, you mm -hmm. know. And when you know you get to place and believe it, you're going to put it down there in your spirit. Right. And man, that's when it starts causing you trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fear uh, in a relationship, it, it pushes away rather than holds. Right. Uh, it, it angers uh, and it grieves your spirit. And if it's not checked, it will eventually destroy your relationship with everyone around you and will leave you confused and alone. You know, one of the strongest questions that is bred out of fear in love is that of, does God really love me? And if so, why do these things happen to me? You know, why do the things go on that go on? Well, the answer, first and foremost, is yes. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God Amen. loves you. Amen. Enough to let his Son die for you. And so the reason why things happen, folks, we live in a world that is ravaged by sin. It, it's going to happen. Uh, bad things happen because of sin in this world. And so, whenever we think about that, folks, so many families and friendships have been absolutely destroyed. Why? Because fear inhibited the main component God set up in those relationships. Love. Yeah, amen. So, moving on to our next one we have here is joy. And, and the Greek word for joy, in case you're wondering, the Greek word for love used in that context is agape, that benevolent love. But this one is kara. And in definition, it means happiness and exceeding gladness. And so this is produced when the fruits of the Spirit, brother, are working hand in hand together and with one another. If, if even one of the fruits is soured or it is uh, not functioning because of fear, then one cannot expect to have the kind of joy that is intended here. Yeah, amen. Uh, if fear literally cancels out your joy. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's not there because it is. It's just kind of pushed in the corner. That's right. Uh, and fear takes its place. Uh, it, it causes you distress about uh, finances, mm -hmm. your job, your children, uh, relationships. Uh, it causes uh, worry, uh, doubt, guilt. Uh, if left to fester in your spirit, it will cause you to panic and make foolish decision that, that stops your joy dead in its tracks. Uh, it, it focuses on uh, outside circumstances to maintain it. Mm. <coughs> Fear is a, is a joy destroyer. When it's employed by the devil, uh, it will stop the production of the fruit of the Spirit uh, that the Spirit has put, placed down in, down in your uh, inner man. You know, our next one is that of peace. And, you know, peace, by definition, brother, is the complete opposite of fear. Uh, it, it's defined as rest or quietness or when it's implied uh, prosperity and where fear resides brother there is no peace you know it destroys it it destroys it 
Uh, it makes you unstable and double-minded. Uh, it, it creates uh, false narratives, uh, distrust. Uh, it gives you a critical spirit. Mm -hmm. It does, it does. In fact, it gives you insecurities, worry, anxiety, stress. Uh, questions like, am I safe? Can I make it to my next paycheck? Uh, if I give God what's his, am I going to be able to make it? You know, even am I saved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the the question, number one, is uh, both Hebrews 13.6 and Psalm 118.6 state that if God is our helper, which according to Psalm 125, all they that put their trust in him, he is. That's right. Amen. And it says, we have no reason to be afraid of what man uh, may do unto us. Even when we are alone, brother, you could be down in the Lou Ray Caverns, in the deepest, darkest cavern, and guess what? God is there yeah, with you. And so for questions two and three, Matthew chapter six, verses eight, uh, 28 through 34, tell us that if that God will supply our needs. He says he, he watches over the sparrow. How much more would he watch over you? And that if we put him first in everything, then everything else will fall into place. And you know, most preachers will take this and they'll put it in a, a message on finances, which is well and good. But it doesn't just apply on a financial level, but in every aspect of our life. If we put God first, fear not. Amen. Fear not. You know, brother, another one of the fruits of spirit there we find is long-suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and fear uh, can end it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it creates impatience. It makes you edgy, uh, irritable, uh, irrational. Uh, it calls you to get ahead of God's will, and man, we know where that ends. That don't end. That don't, that don't end well. That's Jonah. Uh, and, and usually, <laughs> amen. Uh, it usually brings swift destruction to the fruit of the spirit, uh, and eventually, it will it will it will cost you your life if you don't check and keep it in check. Uh, it doesn't forbear or endure. Man, it, man, it, it's fear brutal. Uh, it even hinders spiritual maturity. By sidestepping opportunity in, in favor of convenience. You know, brother, fear can attack your patience. I mean, it can attack it in so many ways. Uh, if I don't hurry, I'm going to miss out. Uh, or fear of not being included or being left out. Always in a rush. And as you said, not only on a physical uh, level, but a spiritual level as well. Uh, how about this? Uh, Sunday morning, preacher's up there preaching. Man, won't that preacher just shut up? Don't he know that the Redskins are playing tonight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that goes hand in hand with our next fruit, gentleness. A man who hath friends, the Bible says, must show himself friendly. And, and brother, when fear steps in, it removes that gentleness because you fear others and what they think and what their opinion might be. And not just because, oh, well, if I wear this, if I say this, what are they going to think? Uh, well, if you ask me, I'm going to go, who cares? Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, or if I listen to their opinion, then it'll change my opinion, and it ain't my opinion no more. I don't want to change the way I think. And so it makes you reclusive, and quite frankly, brother, it makes you a grouch. Yeah, it makes you a gruff. Uh, it, it makes you unsociable. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, my, my wife is is a sociable one in, in, in my family, like you are in yours. <laughs> uh, me and your wife, we just kind of let you all go. <laughs> 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 uh, it... it uh, it actually it, it's angry in, in appearance uh, and in words. Uh, it overruns gentleness and equity. Uh, it's unforgiving and, and harsh. 
it hinders your Christian testimony because they don't want to be around no grouch all the time, you know. And and who wants to look up to a you know who wants to look up to somebody so antisocial, you know, uh, and and keeps pushing stuff people away. Nobody wants to look up to anybody like that. No, not at all. Yeah. In fact, the next uh, fruit that we're gonna look at is goodness. You know, fear says me, me, me. Everyone is against me, and you know I don't trust anyone. And I have to look out for myself. I ain't got time for anyone else, good, bad, or indifferent. Get out of my way. That's right. You know, it's uh, uh, it destroys goodness. Fear yes. destroys goodness. It puts you on edge. You know, uh, it's it's self-serving and, and selfish. Uh, fear makes you demean and smear and slander people because. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's because the person who has this fear is afraid to accept the love and the kindness that is shown toward them and to return it. They're, they're afraid to, afraid that they're doing it. And, and really it causes you to be mean-spirited. It, it makes you uh, sometimes jealous and all, you know, almost all times defensive. You know. mm. Fear uh, also is a hindrance of faith. Right. That's another one of our. Uh, you know, I find it interesting that we 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 say that faith is so important, and it is important. But you notice where it is in this list? It's after love. It's after love. Joy, peace. I, and I think you said earlier that that all these fruits of the spirit goes back and, and depends on love. You know, we're starts with love, uh, and and fear is a hindrance to faith. In fact, uh, it's a direct opposite. When we learn to walk by faith, uh, fear will cease to run your life. Uh, numerous Christians fail to reach their potential because of fear. Uh, I believe the number one reason churches are so short on, uh, on, on workers uh, in the church is because they have allowed fear to dictate uh, not only who they are, but what they do and how they serve the Lord, you know, in the church. Uh, fear, I believe fear is the number one reason why Christians don't use the talents that God has given them. God has given everyone some, uh, the Bible calls them gifts or graces, but we, we call them talents because, you know, gifts might offend somebody, but that's what it is, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, teachers don't teach when God's given them the capacity to do so. Uh, preachers won't preach or don't preach because they're they're afraid uh, that they're going to slip up or say the wrong thing. Because uh, <laughs> we never do that. Oh yeah, you overcome you overcome that pretty quick. You get in the pulpit. That's right. You know, um, in many things around God's church, it simply wouldn't get done because people are afraid that they won't be good enough or effective enough or knowledgeable enough or or that it won't suit somebody. Uh, to, uh, to complete the task. The truth of the matter is, if God called you to do something, folks, uh, he will always provide you with what you need to complete that which he's called you to do. Mm. Our next one, uh, well, you pertain to faith. Did you know that a part of that fear and faith is it makes you doubt God's ability? Because it's our faith in God that he's going to follow through. He's going to do exactly as he says. I mean, that's almost like an accusation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. like are we truly saved yeah. can God provide my needs uh, can I use my talent you know this goes all the way back to the garden brother yeah hath God said yeah 
Are you sure? Create that doubt, man. Create that doubt. But Psalm 121, God shared something through David, who, by the way, had his fair share of ups and downs. I mean, you want to talk about a emotional, spiritual, physical roller coaster? Follow King David in his life. Yeah, amen. And from whipping giants to being king. Yeah. And so he he tells us though in Psalm one twenty one he says, "I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help." And in that he describes how that God will not suffer thy foot to be moved. What a blessed promise! God promised if you would put your trust in me, I will not suffer your foot to be moved. No, and, he, and, and you know, it still goes today. Uh, it, it's still, he's still doing that for us. That's right. Uh, you know, we, we tend to allow fear to dictate our faith and hinder our service. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in Romans 4, 20, 21, uh, it says here that uh, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving glory to God, and being fully, pers fully persuaded that that which he had promised, that he was also able to perform. Man, and you know what a wonderful promise. Our uh, our next fruit is that meekness, and that in definition is you know humility, humbleness. And man, I'm gonna take one out of your book. Fear destroys it. Yeah. Why? It makes you assume the worst in others around you. It affects the way you deal with others. Yeah, you know, fear fear hides meekness. I mean, it's not that it's not there. You just don't, you just choose not to exercise it. Uh, it, 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 it. Yeah, it hides it by by causing one to be boisterous, uh, noisy and loud, you know, to overcome the fear that you feel. Uh, it, it puts you into a survival mode and creates an, uh, an assertive, an overbearing spirit down in your spirit. Right. I mean, that, that, that poisons the fruit of the spirit. Uh, it can make you assuming, uh, pretentious, uh, even irreverent. Mm. And you know, it, 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 it forgets that it's the meek that inherit the earth, not the, not the aggressive. So fear destroys the meekness God put down in your spirit, making it inoperable and unproductive in, in your everyday walk. Right, and so our last, but certainly not least, of our fruits is temperance, which by definition is self-control. And you know, when one when one lives uh, a life that is ruled by fear, there is no self-control, and that's because why they have allowed fear to take control. It has been given reign in the innermost part of one's being, brother, down in their spirit. Yeah, and the key word to that is given. What does that mean? You allow it. Yeah. You let it. 2 Timothy 1 7 says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear. And it's because we let it in there that it's there. We need to kick it out. Yeah. You know, it breaks down discipline, uh, it, it leads to immorality and sin. Uh, it causes us, uh, uh, causes the lack of restraint. And it, and it, can, and it can break uh, the Christian will to follow Christ uh, and biblical principles. Uh, it's a tool. Uh, that Satan has has mastered very well, uh, and he, he's done that simply to hinder the going forth of the gospel message uh, by the Christian uh, who have been sent by God, uh, and that the world has to depend on for the message of salvation.
Uh, you know, it's no wonder why Satan uses uh, fear so effectively in, in a believer's life. Fear was the avenue that the devil used to try to destroy Job. Job 1.5, Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God. That's fear. And that, was the, that was the road that he laid out for the devil to get in, to tempt him. Uh, and that was fear. When Satan approached God, he said to God, he said, God, put forth thy hand now and, and touch all that he hath, and he'll curse thee to thy face. Satan knew that man's weaknesses is in the things he possesses. And that to keep to, from losing his stuff, they will sacrifice the fruit of the Spirit to do it. So all he has to do is stir up their fear a little bit by destroying or threatening his wealth. And most men, unfortunately, will turn away from God in an effort to continue their conveniences uh, of worldly goods. Now, folks, suppose that was you. Uh, would you turn your back on God as well? Fear can do the same thing. It can hinder your testimony. Uh, it hinders your witness, uh, the witness of the gospel that, that you're supposed to present to the world. Uh, it's a great hindrance to the gospel, and, and, and Satan loves it when he can use it effectively on any level in the believer's life. You know, brother, the Bible says in Psalm 23, probably one of the most quoted verses, that... Um, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And why is there no fear? It says, for thou art with me. Amen. And that is the true triumph, brother. He's with us. We need to let the fruits of the Spirit reign and not fear. You know, if you don't have it, uh, it probably costs you not saved. Or you're just simply not allowed right. to operate. And if you're not saved, you're not going to have it. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, if, you were, if you're listening to this tonight and you, you would like to have uh, Jesus in your life to help you through the things that you go through, especially fear, there's lots of fear to go around these days in the world of all the violence and stuff that's going on. Uh, you can get God to help you by being saved, by being born again. And you can do that by, first of all, admitting that you're a sinner uh, and acknowledging, believing that Jesus died for your sins and that he was resurrected from the grave. And then confess him as your Savior. Ask him to come in your heart and save your soul. If you pray to the Lord right now, you know, tell him you repent of your sins and, and, uh, and tell him that you'd like for him to come in your life, save your heart, save your soul. Uh, he'll do that today. He'll do it right now. And you can have that protection, that divine help that only God can give through his Holy Spirit. Uh, really, Kyle's got a song called I Surrender All, one we sing quite often in the church. Uh, but do we really surrender all? I mean, do we really do it? Uh, man, the more, you, the more you give it to God, the more he can use it, the more he will use it. And the closer you can get to him, the more sensitive you can be to his will, and the less sensitive you can be to yours. And the more sensitive to his will, the less you're liable, the less you're uh, going to experience fear in your life because you trust him. Brother, Oh, to Jesus I surrender All to Thee I freely give I will ever love and trust Him In His presence daily 
so much for joining us tonight. Continue to remember, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. And we're also on most major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor FM, Pocket Cast, I mean, and then some more. There's like eight of them. Amen. And so uh, check us out. And if you are on Facebook, be sure to hit that love button and share it. And then if you are a YouTube fan, be sure to hit that like button. And subscribe. Amen. All right. And if you're in this area, that's right. Come Four, visit us on Sunday. 1400 Fairfax Pike, White Post, Virginia, just for GPSs. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we'll we'll be happy to have you and see you here. And so, uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and close the word of prayer, brother, please. Father, we come before your throne of grace and mercy uh, this evening. First of all, giving you thanksgiving for Jesus Christ and all the things that you've given us through him and all the help that you uh, have assumed because of your son that, that we have accepted. And Lord, we just pray now that uh, someone out there that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that this be the day that uh, they give serious consideration uh, to accepting him and asking Jesus to come into their life and save their soul. Uh, this old world wind down quick. Lord, I just pray that uh, uh, many folks can be saved uh, before you decide to come and judge this whole earth. Lord, we just pray now uh, ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And brother, we pray for you as well, that you might get on the mend. Praise the Lord. We...